Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to Culips. Today we have a catchword episode for you. Now, catchword is the Culips series where we teach you vocabulary. It could be idioms or phrasal verbs or expressions that will help you improve your English listening and speaking. And in this episode, we'll teach you about two idiomatic expressions that you can use to talk about things that you absolutely don't want to do. So this is going to be a fun episode. And to help me with it is my co-host, Cassie. Hey there, Cassie. Hey, Andrew. And hey, listeners. We're going to kick this episode off with a shout out. One of our listeners from Japan named Yuto left us a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Yuto wrote, Thank you very much, Kulips. I am a Japanese junior high school student. Wow, junior high. And a heavy Kulips listener. I love to listen to Kulips and have been listening to your episodes every morning. I feel that I can speak better in my English lessons and I hope that you will keep going on with new episodes. Thank you, Yuto. That's really kind. Yeah, thanks, Yuto. And I'm impressed. You're only in junior high, but your English seems excellent. So keep up the good work. And don't worry, we're going to keep recording new episodes as well. Now, listeners, if you'd like to get a shout out in an upcoming Culips episode, just like Yudo did, then please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to us. And doing this will really just help more English learners from around the world find us and study with us. There's a transcript and a study guide for this episode that's available for all Culips members, and we highly recommend checking it out and following along with the guide while you listen to Cassie and I here today, because really it's the best way to study with us. Now, the guide is available for all Culips members, and when you're a Culips member, you'll get access to lots of other special bonuses as well, like an invitation to our monthly live streams and access to our members-only series, The Fluency Files. So if that sounds good to you, then you can find out all the information that you need and sign up by visiting our website, qlips.com. So with that out of the way, Cassie, I think we can get started with this episode. And the first expression that we are going to teach our listeners is a fun one. <laughs> It is thanks, but no thanks. Thanks but no thanks. And could you break this one down for us? What does it mean exactly? Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. So thanks, but no thanks is a way for you to say that you're not interested in doing something. And it can come off as kind of rude or sarcastic. Um, and you usually use it to talk about declining an offer that you had zero interest whatsoever in doing. Okay, perfect. In declining an offer. Yeah. So it would be a little bit rude to say this to somebody's face, right? Like, mm -hmm. Cassie, if I asked you this question, if I said, hey, Cassie, after we finish recording this Culips episode, you want to go grab a coffee and hang out for a bit? And you said, 
uh, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, what? <laughs> wow, that came out of nowhere. Like, that was so rude. That's how I would feel, right? I, <laughs> it would just be way too strong of uh, a way to say that. But Cassie, maybe I asked you to go to the cafe after we finished recording. And you said, ah, oh, sorry, I'm kind of busy. I think I'm just going to head home after we finish recording. Oh, okay, no problem. But then later, you're talking to your sister, maybe. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, my God. Andrew asked me to go to the cafe with him after we recorded. And I was like, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to hang out with him. That's the kind of situation, right? You would use it to talk about saying no to somebody, but not directly to their face. When you're talking with somebody else, maybe behind their back, almost a little bit, that kind of situation. So this expression is a little bit rude and sarcastic. But you're not directly being rude and sarcastic. You're doing it as kind of a joke to someone else, not the person that you're declining. Yeah. So the meaning is you just really don't want to do it, right? Thanks, but no thanks means there is no way that I want to do that thing. I think the best way our listeners can understand this is by listening to an example situation. Isn't that right, Andrew? Yeah, that's a great idea. So let's take a listen to the first conversation example now. How was work today? Ugh, the worst. This creepy customer asked me out on a date. Oh, no. So what did you do? Well, I was like, thanks, but no thanks, and told him I already had a boyfriend. And then what happened? I gave him his coffee, and he left the cafe. Nice. Sounds like you handled that situation perfectly. So in that example conversation, we heard two friends talking about their day and one of the friends had a really weird experience happen. While she was working at the cafe, a customer came in and asked her out on a date. And she didn't want to go out on a date with that customer because he was creepy. And Cassie, we should break this down because it's a really common word to use to describe guys, especially creepy guys, creepy men. We don't usually use it to describe women as often, but I guess we technically could. But what does that mean, Cassie? I'm really interested to hear your perspective on this. What is a creepy guy like? It's just a guy that gives off a weird vibe. And unfortunately, I really do think it's based on your preference of attractiveness. If you find a guy really hot or handsome and he hits on you, he flirts with you, you might not find him creepy. But if a guy comes in that you're like, eh, he's not my style, and he starts flirting with you and asking you out, you're going to be like, ew, what a creep. <laughs> right. So I guess a creepy guy is just some guy that gives you kind of like romantic attention that's unwanted, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you're not into it. And uh, as a result, he's, he's creepy. So in the example conversation, then this creepy guy asked the barista out. The barista didn't want to go on the date. So she said, 
I already have a boyfriend. But then later, when she was talking about the incident with her friend, she said, oh, thanks, but no thanks. There's no way I want to go on a date with that creepy guy. Yeah, she used that expression to emphasize how little she wanted to go on a date with that creepy customer. Let's listen to example conversation number two now. Okay. Want to come over for dinner on Saturday? Yeah, sure. What are you going to order? Uh, I'm not ordering any food. I'm planning to cook. You're planning to cook? Don't you remember what happened last time? <clears throat> yeah, but I've been watching a lot of cooking videos on YouTube since then. I'm going to make lasagna. It'll be delicious. You know, thanks, but no thanks. You said the same thing last time and no offense, but it was terrible. Ugh, fine. Suit yourself. I guess I'll just enjoy a whole lasagna by myself. So, this conversation is actually between a brother and a sister. The sister is inviting her brother over for dinner to cook for him, and he is like, thanks, but no thanks, because apparently she is a horrible cook. And in this case, he can use thanks but no thanks to her face because they're siblings. This is, you know, one of the ways that they rag on each other. Rag on each other is like tease each other. And he's not afraid of hurting her feelings by saying it. Right, Andrew? Yeah, exactly. In a close relationship like between a brother and a sister, especially when there is no malice or hate behind the comment, and then it's all right, but you wouldn't want to say thanks, but no thanks to, you know, your boss or something. If your boss was like, would you mind staying behind an hour to help us with finishing this project up? He said, ah, thanks, but no thanks. You'd probably have to <laughs> find a new job <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> well, I think... We can move on to expression number two for this episode, and it is a related expression. It has a similar meaning, but it's a little bit different. Let's break it down for everyone. The expression is, I wouldn't be caught dead doing something. I wouldn't be caught dead doing something. So for example, Cassie, I wouldn't be caught dead hanging out with Paul or I wouldn't be caught dead wearing that purple hat. I wouldn't be caught dead dancing in that nightclub, something like that. So could you break this one down and tell us what it means? Yeah, so I wouldn't be caught dead doing something essentially means that you really don't wanna do something, usually because it would cause embarrassment towards you or shame towards you or, you know, it would ruin your image. Yeah. So it's not that you don't want to do it because it's difficult. It's more like it would be embarrassing, right? So if your boss asked you, hey, do you mind staying behind an hour late today to help us finish up this project? And you said, oh, I wouldn't be caught dead helping you do this project. Then again, you'd probably have to find a new job. You'd probably get fired. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't also, it wouldn't really fit that context because that means you're like too embarrassed to do the project. Yeah, that's right. Usually, if I were to use this expression, it would be talking about, you know, 
some clothes I didn't want to wear or some place I didn't want to go to or some activity that I really, really, really didn't want to do. Yeah, exactly. And again, the emphasis here is why don't you want to do it? Well, because it would be embarrassing to do. Cassie, can you think of any examples in your life? What is something that you wouldn't be caught dead doing? Honestly, now that I'm in my, you know, mid-20s, kind of up for anything. But when I was in high school, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have been caught dead doing so many things. <laughs> um, wearing a certain clothing brand over another. Um, <laughs> Going to a place in the mall where I knew everybody else went and I didn't want to go there because I wanted to seem different and cool, which I totally wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. I, when I hear this expression being used, I think a lot of like teenagers, younger people, when you're a teenager, a lot of things are super embarrassing that are not mm. so embarrassing once you're older. You're absolutely right about that. And I also think of maybe like rich people or really stuck up people. Like, oh, I wouldn't be caught dead driving in a Ford car. Like, I need to take my Lamborghini everywhere, right? Yes. <laughs> kind of like rich or stuck up people when they are looking at how just regular everyday people live, um, sometimes they could think that might be embarrassing. So I don't know if I've ever heard somebody say that in real life, but definitely on movies and stuff, you'll hear this kind mm -hmm. of expression being used. I think you could use it for talking about places that are really crowded too. Like I wouldn't be caught dead at a beach during spring break. You know, during spring mm. break, beaches are crowded with drunk young 20-somethings or teenage kids, I would rather die than be in the same place as them during spring break. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. So if you want to use this expression with an action, like doing something, then we have to use that gerund form, right? I wouldn't be caught dead going to the mall during a Black Friday sale. Mm, Actually, that's yes. probably true for me, <laughs> Actually. <laughs> But we can also use it when talking about locations. I wouldn't be caught dead at the beach during spring break. I wouldn't be caught dead at a music festival during the hottest day in August. Something like that. Shall we take a listen to our first example conversation? Yeah, let's do it. Need a ride home? Nah, I'm fine. I'll just take the bus. The bus? Come on, just ride with me. We're going in the same direction anyway. Uh, no offense. I hate to say it, but I wouldn't be caught dead riding in your old beater. What? What's wrong with it? That thing is a piece of junk. It rattles like crazy, barely can go the speed limit, and blasts out exhaust like a factory. Well, if that's how you feel, then you can just take the bus. I will. If you ever upgrade your car, let me know. Then. You can give me a ride. So in this example conversation, we hear two students talking and one student refuses a ride. She says, I wouldn't be caught dead riding in your old beater. And a beater is just like a really old car that is almost ready to go to the junkyard, right? It's got just a little bit of life in it, but often 
they look really bad and this car rattles and doesn't work very well. So that student, she just didn't want to ride in that car. She, she refused and said, I wouldn't be caught dead riding in your old beater. Now, Cassie, another thing that we should mention is kind of like what this expression means on a deeper level. Like what it means is I don't want to do it, right? But if we were to break it down, I wouldn't be caught dead. What it technically means is even if I were dead, I still wouldn't want to do it. That's how much I don't want to do it, right? Which is pretty, yeah. (laughs) Pretty extreme. Yes. Because when you're dead, you have no feelings and you don't care about anything because you're not around anymore. But even Mm -hmm. if you're dead, you don't want to do it. It's that kind of meaning. So it's very strong. It's very similar to the expression, I'd rather die than blah, blah, which is also very severe. Yeah, I'd rather die than ride in your car with you. Very harsh. (laughs) Uh, What do you think about saying this to somebody's face like that? I hate to say it, but I wouldn't be caught dead riding in your old beater. What do you feel like the relationship is there? Yeah, again, I would never say this unless it's with someone that I'm really close to and I'm not afraid of, you know, like severely hurting their feelings. It's more of a sarcastic, you know, teasing kind of nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It's more like a sarcastic comment than a serious comment that you would say to someone. If you say it in a joking, fun, loving way, then it's probably okay. But if you're serious, then it can have a very harsh meaning. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if this is true in every culture, every language, but especially in uh, the United States, Canada, and I, th- I believe in Korea too. I find that the the meaner you are to your friends, the more you like them. Actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I say the worst things to my friends, but it's all in jest. Yeah, it's absolutely true, right? Because when you're not close with someone, then you're always polite and always nice. But hmm. that kind of ragging on people and teasing people and cutting people down. That is a sign of closeness. Absolutely. I agree with that. Cassie, why don't we listen to the final conversation example for this episode? Let's do it. Did you see what Ralph was wearing in the office today? You must mean the orange suit. Yes. What in the world was he thinking? I have no idea. He must have got it as a gift or something. Otherwise, why would anyone wear something so ugly? Right? I wouldn't be caught dead wearing a suit like that. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. Okay, so in this conversation, we have a guy called Ralph who shows up to work wearing an outrageous orange suit. And... His co-workers mentioned to each other that they wouldn't be caught dead wearing a suit like that. That suit was so outrageous, so ridiculously ugly that they couldn't even fathom wearing it. They would rather be dead than wear it in public. Yeah, so it must have been just a very ugly suit. Poor Ralph. Maybe he's colorblind or something and didn't even notice. (laughs) Poor Ralph. (laughs) 
Well, listeners, that brings us to the end of today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it and we hope that you learned some new expressions that you can use to improve your English vocabulary. If you like learning with Qlips and find us helpful for your English studies, then we'd love it if you could support us. There are several ways that you can do that. The best way is to visit our website, qlips.com, and to sign up and become a Qlips member. But that's not the only way. You could also leave us a five-star rating and a nice review on your favorite podcast platform. You could tell your friends who are learning English about us and to check us out. Or you could follow us on social media. These days, we are most active on Instagram and YouTube. If you have a question or a comment or a suggestion for an upcoming Qlips episode, then we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at our email address, contact at qlips.com. That's it for now, but we'll be back soon with another brand new episode. Take care and we'll talk to you then. Bye, everyone. See ya.